We are continuing our studies in the book of 1 John and uh, this evening we are looking at 1 John chapter 2 and verse 3. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 3. This is what it reads. It says, By this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. By this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. We notice now, so far he has spoken. John has been writing to the church and spoken about the message. He has speaking, spoken about the person of Jesus. He has also spoken about you know, the false teachers who were trying to come up with different understandings about sin and salvation. Now he is dealing with this question, how can I know that I really know God? Now this is a question that people definitely do have. Everyone wants to know God. But the issue also is, how can I be certain that I really know God? You know? So this is what John is addressing over here. And uh, people would also call this as an assurance of your salvation. How can I really know that I am saved? Do I have to wait till I die to find out whether I'm going to go to heaven or hell? Or can I really know even here on earth that I really know Jesus? Okay. So to address this question of how can I know that I know God, he's writing this particular verse. And this, in this verse, if you notice when, we, when he says, you know, these three parts of it he's saying, you know, He's speaking about how can I know? Yes, I know him by the internal, the moral, the assurance that God gives me inside of me. He also speaks about that I know Jesus. You know, that's a relationship. I know that there is a relationship that I share with somebody else. Okay, It's like, you know, how can you say you know somebody when you have a relationship with that person? If you didn't even know anything about that person, how can you say that you really know that person. You may know about that person, but unless you have a relationship, then only you can say that you have actually known him. And then the third part of it, he's speaking about you know, the doctrinal element of keeping his commandments. So in this verse, if you notice, there are these three sections. <laughs> there are these three sections. Now, when you're looking at this verse, you know, you know, we must be careful that we don't use this verse for others instead of ourselves. We shouldn't use this verse and say, hey, look at that guy is not keeping his commandments. As a result, he does not know God. No, that is not the issue. The issue here is how can you and I as individuals know that we know God? Now, if you notice, there are these words that are used here you know, for knowing. Knowing, the word that is used is ginosko. Okay. So now the word ginosko basically means to perceive by experience, to perceive by experience, okay? So what John is writing here is, how can I know by experience, how can I perceive on a regular basis, how can I have this knowledge, you know, internally that I really know God, okay? So the first knowing that is used here is in the present tense, which implies a continuous action or a continuous experience. 
a continuous inner knowledge that I really know God. Okay. But the second one that is used here, that I know him, you know, is a perfect tense expressing a knowing that is permanent. Okay. There are these two words that are used here for knowing. The first one is an experience which is an ongoing, continuous you know, knowledge inside of me that I really know God. But the second one is speaking about something that is permanent, something that has happened in my life. A relationship has been established, and as a result, I know for certainty with the inward witness of the Spirit of God inside of me who says to me, my spirit, God's spirit, both of them agree together to say, yes, you belong to God. So that is what John is speaking about here. Okay, So we are speaking about you know, this knowing, knowing God. Okay, Now, every individual has that desire. You know, different religions have different ways and means by which they say that we can know God. Some people will come up with you know, steps to knowing God. Some people will speak about, you know, if you do this penance, you will know God. Some people will speak about you know, the inner nirvana that you may receive to say, yes, you have been enlightened. Okay? Now, you remember you know, in the, the classic Greek, you know, those individuals you know, were speaking about knowing God through reason, okay? through reason. Then the Gnostics came into being who spoke about knowing God through a mystery religion, a mystery experience, you know, a supernatural experience, a higher experience. So it moved from uh, reason to a mystery. You really don't know, but you know it. Okay? That type of an understanding that, yes, I know God. But then when it speaks about the, the Jewish people or when it also speaks about the Christians, our knowledge of God or our knowing God is because of God revealing himself to us. That is the understanding of knowing for the Christian. Even for the Old Testament, God revealed himself you know, to the children of Israel. God reveals himself to us even today in that relationship. If you notice in another great high priestly prayer that Jesus prayed in John chapter 17 and verse 3, this is what Jesus said. He says, and this is eternal life that they may know you. Same word that is used here, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast said, sent. So Jesus is saying, this is eternal life. What is eternal life? Knowing Jesus. What is knowing Jesus? salvation. Okay, So Jesus is saying over here in this high, high priestly prayer in John 17 verse 3, Father, this is the prayer that I am making. This is eternal life, that they would really know what it means to know you individually. Now, when you're speaking about eternal life, remember eternal life is not something that lasts forever. It is also a quality of life. And eternal life is not something that starts after you die. When you're speaking about the quality of life, the word that is used here for eternal life speaks about the very life of God. So what Jesus is saying here is, if we know him, that is eternal life. And if when you're speaking about knowing, it's a relationship with God. When you're speaking about knowing, it speaks about the very life of God 
flowing inside of us. So Jesus is saying in, in, in a sense that Christianity is not just about knowing doctrines, not about following good moral principles, but at its very core is knowledge of a person, knowledge of a person. So how can we say <coughs> that we really know Jesus? Okay, A lot of people claim that they know Jesus, and, Paul, and John addresses that in the next verse. If a person says he knows him, but he doesn't do this, 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 then what is sin? What can we infer from here? But here John is speaking about the positive aspect of it. How can we know that a person really knows Jesus? Okay. Now remember, it is not just understanding theory, but practice that really shows, isn't it? For example, an artist can learn about drawing, right? But unless he puts it into the paper or the canvas, then and then only you find his artistry or the fact that he is an artist or able to draw will come about, isn't it? So that's what this implication is. A person can say, I know all this in theory. A person can know about Jesus in theory, but if they have not really applied it in, our, in their lives, then it would not really prove that they really know Jesus, okay? So the first aspect of it is, you know, by this we know, we have the inner assurance or we can have that inner assurance. That's what John is emphasizing here. We don't have to wait till we die to find out whether we are saved or not. We can have this assurance here or not. What assurance? That we have a relationship with Jesus, that we really know him intimately. Now the question then which arises, has that event of knowing Jesus happened in our lives? Now, when you're thinking about a relationship, it's always a relationship starts with meeting a person, isn't it? That's the first time that you have encountered that person. Then you spend time interacting with that person and you find that your bonding has become much more stronger. So the issue is not the question about knowledge about God, but the issue here is, have you met him personally? Has he come into your life and taken charge over your life? So that with confidence you can say that, yes, I know Jesus. Now, what is the answer that John is giving us over here? John is emphasizing, this is how we can have the assurance, if we keep his commandments. If we keep his commandments. Now, you may think that's a rather strange way to explain how we can have assurance. Okay? Now, you may say, if John had said, if you have a good feel, if you see some stars, if you see an angel, if you hear a voice, you know, then you will know that, yes, you belong to him. No, no, that's not what John is saying here. John is saying, we know that we know if we keep his commandments. <laughs> okay? Now, if you notice, John is also addressing himself in that. You know? He does not say, if you keep his commandments, he says, if we keep his commandments. Or in any individual who is keeping God's commandments shows that he is able to keep his commandments by the power of God who is living in him. Remember the rich young ruler who came to Jesus and spoke about, you know, what commandment, which one should I keep? And he said, I've kept all these things from my youth. And what did the Lord say? He said, okay, you go sell what you have, give to the poor and come follow me. What did that mean? He was not willing to do that because his heart 
was not really willing to do it. The heart response was not there. Head knowledge about I've kept my commandments was there. But when it came to the heart response, it was not there. Why? Because the power of God was not living in him. But when God comes into our lives, when Jesus comes into our lives, when we have that relationship, when we have that encounter, when we have eternal life, we are not left on our own. Now there's a new life flowing through us. So if there's new life flowing through us, then the automatic response has to be keep his commandments. That's why you remember the scripture passage says, you know, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now the verb that is used here is, you know, if you keep his commandments, keep his commandments. Now, the tense used in that verse is a present tense. In other words, you know, this should be the direction of our lives. Okay, This should be the direction of our lives. John is not saying here, yeah, if you don't break any commandments, but he's saying if you keep his commandments. In other words, if this is our heart desire, if this is what we are progressing towards, if this is the direction that we are going to follow, then John says, hey, this is how you know that you really know the Lord. So John is calling for an assessment of our life's direction. If you don't know the Lord, which direction would you go? Jesus spoke about the broad way and the narrow way. If you don't know the Lord, you're all on the broad way. But if you know the Lord, you're in the direction of the narrow way. You have taken that relationship stand and you're now walking in the narrow way. J.B. Phillips paraphrases this verse as, it is only when we obey God's laws that we can be quite sure that we really know him. This is the sign. How do we know that we know God? Very simple. Where is your direction? Where is your heart? What do you really want to follow? Remember, John is not asking the question, how do we come to know God? He's not saying, if you want to come to know God, here's how you come to know God, obey the commandments. No, that's not the issue that John is saying. John is saying over here is, how do you know that you know God? And it is shown in the way that you and I live. It is shown in our obedience. So it's very important for us to note that John is not saying that we know God by keeping his commandments. Rather, he is saying we know that we know God by keeping his commandments. Let me rephrase it in another way. John is not teaching us salvation by obedience, nor is he even teaching assurance by obedience. John is teaching that salvation is shown or evidenced by obedience, and it is the obedience that contributes to our assurance. If you are not obeying, oftentimes people are living in no assurance. And oftentimes they are not obeying because they have not really had an encounter with Christ. Now, the word that is used here for keep, you know, basically you know, is a word that speaks about keeping God or keeping an eye on, keeping a watch over. And it was used of a sentry who was walking his post. It implies that the enemy is attempting to invade us, invade our minds, dominate our life with temptations that will destroy us. But in order to resist him, you and I must be vigilant so that we obey the commandments 
that God has given to us. A faithful sentry, what will he do? He will be on guard, isn't it? He won't be laid back. He will be alert. He will be alert. So what is John emphasizing over here? There's a difference between knowing and knowing that you know. It's easy to claim that you know him, but it's also easy to be mistaken. That is why Peter also writing in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 10 tells us, be all the more diligent to make your calling and your election sure. God wants us to be certain that we know God. It will be very tragic if we thought we knew him, if we thought we had a relationship with him, and finally define that we never had a relationship. It will be sad if on the day of judgment, the Lord says, I never knew you. So this evening in this passage, God wants us to have an introspection into our lives. It is easy for a person to claim that they know God, that they have made a commitment, they have received Jesus, whatever terminologies you may use. But John is saying, can you have the assurance? How can we have the assurance that you really know Jesus? You can know that you know if you keep his commandments. Pray together. Thank you, Lord, that you have not left us without any way to check whether we really know you and whether you really know us. Your word tells us clearly, Lord, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. I know my sheep. That's what your word tells us, Lord. And Father, we pray that the days that you give us here on earth, you would help us to make our calling and our election sure. That we would know with certainty that yes, there has been an encounter. Yes, there has been a relationship. Yes, there has been a changeover. Yes, we are walking on the narrow way. Yes, there has been a change in direction. Yes, we are keeping your commandments. That's our heart's desire. Because if we really have a relationship with you, we would not want to do and live the way the world does. Father, we pray that even this evening as your word has come to us, you would help each one of us, Lord, to examine our lives to make sure that we are in the faith. And if you are not, we pray that even this evening would be a time when we would make it certain that you would reveal yourself to us, that you would come and take charge over our lives, that our lives will be different for you. Thank you for your word to us this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.